Welcome to the State of Men. I'm Aiden Dowling. And I'm Mike Watts. And in today's podcast, we are taking on the subject of fatherhood. Not just how we father in today's world, but also how we were fathered and our fathers fathered. Things have changed quite a bit in the last three generations. With all these changes constantly happening, how do we learn how to father? Also, where is the representation and is there any representation? So we're going to dive into that today. Really excited to talk about this subject. And until then, I know not everyone can see if you're not watching, but the shirt that Mike has on is quite epic for this episode. It's an Hawaiian shirt. It is a straight up dad shirt. Now, is it? It it is a dad shirt. It actually is my dad shirt who (laughs) left it in our house like three years ago or something, two years ago, maybe when they were visiting. And I just, uh, I never gave it back to him. I just wear it. I have never met your dad, but I do like this shirt. So for everyone, me, so, oh, okay. There you go. So everyone who is listening and not watching, it is a flowery. Is it Hawaiian though? I mean, I mean, it's those things. It's, I don't know if it's not a Hawaiian shirt. Sorry. That was incorrect. But it's basically like you go to Boca. Let's say you take a trip to Boca Raton in Florida and you hang out with your grandparents and you see a lot of old white men wearing flowered tropical shirts. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is it pink or is it red? It's hard to kind of tell for me. It's like a... I'm going to say peach. It's not really a peach. It's a little darker. It's not peach. It's it's an in-between pink-red. Okay. You know what? Mike and I disagree often on what colors are, which is kind of an interesting random Mm -hmm. topic. Um, I'll say gold. He'll say yellow. I say orange. He'll say gold. (laughs) And did you see when Ryan, so our graphic designer, we're working on the graphics of this episode, and the color palette was yellow. Did you see that? Yeah. Yes, I did, actually. (laughs) I did. Uh, That I'd have to agree on. We Um, should go, the next time we're together, we could do a color wheel. Like maybe one of us have color blindness issues or something. Yeah, maybe. Right? And so we could work. I'm sure there's some sort of test to see what our stuff is. Oh, yeah. I've I've, I've taken them where you have to see the number inside of the. Yeah. 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 I've always passed those, though. But I think it's about calling out the the numbers. Number, not. Maybe it's the color. How they work. Calling out the color. My neighbor is colorblind in certain colors. So we've had, hold on, let me stop fiddling with my ring. Um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. How's, it, how's life? What's up? What's been happening with you? Things are good. Um, got, you know, started a coaching program for trans men and trans masculine folks. And it's hasn't begun yet, but signups are going really good. People are excited about it. I'm excited about it. Um, and that's, I mean, that's been my main focus that and just kind of keeping everything else running. I've really um, been recognizing also like where I'm spending my time, which has been important. I think I'm going to start logging my time. I've never logged time, how long it takes me to do things, but I feel called to start logging time, which I don't know, maybe we, maybe we should have a, a future episode of just like time management <laughs> uh we could bring my wife in for this oh there we go yes yeah i love it because i mean just that's been so that's what i've been learning i've been very excited hyped up and when i'm excited i just surround myself and engulf in what i'm doing but then 
all of a sudden I realize I'm, it's like nine o'clock at night and I'm on my emails and sitting next to my wife. And I can tell she's like, not annoyed, but it's like, Hey dude, like what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's nine mm -hmm. o'clock at night and you're on your freaking laptop, please get a grip. So, um, other than that awareness that has been coming to me and balancing the excitement with also participating in the rest of life, um, things have been good. Things have been good. It's not as hot here in Austin, which is really surprising. It hasn't even been over a hundred yet in August, which is really rare. Um, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about it because I'm not complaining. I'm celebrating. Yeah, it is hot in Maine today. What is it? It is about 90 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like 32 Celsius. Um, yeah, so it's hot. It's hot. For Maine, that's hot. I mean, most people, yeah. when I first moved here, actually, somebody just bought some chairs off me um, yesterday, and she was telling me that she was born in Maine, but she's like, it's so hot in my house right now. I was like, well, do you have AC, like a window unit or AC in your house? She goes, no, I'm like a diehard Mainer where I'm not going to get an AC unit. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I've heard that a lot since I moved here, but I'm just like, I choose comfort, you know, over like sitting in my house sweating. Well, this moment a, you know no ac is the way life should be so yeah. <laughs> it, it should be you know but uh, uh we live in the lap of luxury here in the united states where we can get an ac pretty right much anywhere we right. go um for, yeah for context that's the slogan for maine the way life should be the way life should be yeah the way life should be. it's so. uh for some people yeah the way life should be for some I, people put I'm, it that way I'm not into it. I mean, I could comfort. really go down a rabbit hole with what's happening here at this moment in time, but um, well, that'll be for another conversation another day. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, how are you doing on your move? You're you're selling things. You're on your good. way back. Yeah. Uh, by the time people listen to this, I'll most likely already be moved, but um, it's going well. Yeah, I have it's just just selling things every day. You know, and mm. we could do a whole less a whole podcast on selling things. People have asked me a lot about this on Facebook Marketplace, but mm. um, it's definitely there. I'm ready to be done with that, and I'm ready to be like in Miami, just kind of yeah. the phase two. But I'm not stressing. I've had a lot of learning around like anxiety and how do I move mm. smoothly instead of it allowing to overtake me because that's been a past issue that I've experienced. Just past mm. behavior for myself is allowing. The there's a lot happening. Like we're recording these episodes. I'm launching my consulting practice back up again. I'm, you know, it's like we have two kids in different areas. We're moving our whole life from Maine to Florida. And it's like, how do I not allow this to like overtake me um, in this process? So I've, I think I'm getting a new car and like trading in our old one and like going through that process. And um, so it's been a lot of lessons in that and just like allowing the world to like just allow the universe to be held. Like I'm being held mm. by the universe and through that process. So, but the moving's going well, Kate and I are spending about four hours, five hours tomorrow, really going through in detail, everything else that we have left to move through. Nice. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then this weekend we also have Penelope's sixth birthday party with like her friends in oh. Maine, even though her oh, birthday's fun. not until it's a month away, but we're doing it before we leave. So yeah, no, that's uh, good. Yeah. I feel like there's always a point in the move where you're just like, when you're selling things, you're just like, sure, just come and take it. Yeah, $20, yeah. sure, no problem. Just get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know if it's I mean? a smaller item where it's like 20 bucks or so, right? at this point, it's just like, 
is this worth my time at this moment? You know, right. and I don't want to, I don't want to downplay twenty dollars because that can really benefit a lot of people, right? But for myself, I'm just like, is this? Because can I can donate this? Like my crutches for my broken knee, mm. I put them online, and a woman was like, you could donate these to medical supply. I'm like, great. Like I didn't know this existed in Maine. I'm like, great. I'll take it off and we'll donate it this week. You know, right? And and so stuff like that. So just little things like that is like where Penelope. I told her. I was like, if you go through your stuffed animals, we could sell these and then you can take the money, you know, and we'll put it in your bank account, you know? And so from there, I'm just like trying to encourage the kids to get rid of their stuff um, <laughs> in this way, but they're good for like three minutes. You know, they got like three or four animals and they're like, okay, we got these. And then they went off to do something else. Right. So Kate and I will do a cryptic purge. She just um, like give them 10 bucks and be like, we sold them. <laughs> it's, it is that process where I might stick it online because it's like she's now where we can do it together oh, gotcha. or we'll take photos together and then put it online together and then go from there. So we'll just see what happens from that standpoint. Um, yeah. So that's what's, it's been a big week. It's been crazy. I'm in this masculine practice with this guy by the name of John Wyland and, and this, it just ended yesterday hmm. and they had a co-ed call for three hours. It was wild. Hmm. I don't even know how it's, we could do, uh, we could do an episode on this later cause it's coming to me. It's more like sexual energy stuff. Hmm. And so I was partnered with a woman who I have no idea who she was and we're on zoom and we're like working through all this program together. And it was, it was wild. Like, I'd I'm, love we're all to fully hear more about that. Closed, clothed, etc. So it's not. <laughs> um, but it's like how. I'll just give you the brief overview. But so it's just like how to create because in your own partnership or if you're in dating and you're in the dating world, mm -hmm. right? It's like in our partnership, how do I create this? Because on a day to day stuff, it's just like we got kids, the house, like the the stuff, life, right? So how can you do this without? turning it directly into sex right i know there's this whole thing mm. of what's that tantric like tantric energy stuff yep. i don't know that much about that um but we could maybe have somebody on to talk to it but oh, like that's cool. kind of what was experienced over at least my understanding of what tantric or um energy is and but just like this energy experience with this woman that i had no idea who it was and i wasn't attracted to her either it wasn't somebody that I was like, I'm going to go on a date with you. So it's like, how do I put myself in a space to allow me to fully show up for her and for her to fully show up to me and that we're comfortable doing this? No audio, right? It was only video and it was movement and it was body movement. And I'm remaining in my masculine power. She was more, she's feminine dominant, you know, and so feminine energy, a masculine energy dominant etc so this re we're receiving each other's so you didn't talk there's no talking we're guided wow. through a practice by john okay and it was I brought it to a, a new level for me because at first i was like oh, okay so you're like talking you're just you know but you don't talk that's there's no talking wow and like there was couples on this as well they're sitting next to each other because they also went through this together okay like going through the feminine practice and the masculine energy practice so it was it was wild. Like, how do you, and then I could feel myself. I could feel that this woman wanted to really like the fire was there by the end of our, our practice. It was like 40, 45 minutes that they're walking you through this. And there was a Q and a and a debrief, et cetera, afterwards. But I could see she wanted to really like let go. Mm. And 
I realized after it was over to be like, oh, I could encourage that in more than I was doing. Mm. Like I could be like, bring me the fire, like bring it to me. Right. This I'm is... an eight, eight on the Enneagram of Virgo. I got like, um, um, Virgo risings, like all this, like a lot of heat. Right. Mm. So like bring the fire, bring it, I can handle it. Bring me the fire. Right. And so I realized after the session was over, cause they were like, what's a feedback you can give for your partner. And we mm -hmm. were commenting on each and what did we like about it? Mm -hmm. And I could tell she felt comfortable with me because she would loosen up. And I can't give specifics of stuff because we want to keep it private, but I can give an overview. But the, for me, I realized I was like, I can encourage that more because she would match me. Like, it's like whatever, whatever I was allowing her to do, um, or excuse me, what she was doing, I would honor it. And then I could also honor it more to be like, bring it, bring me this more, is bring it. Very interesting. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a little lost because I don't, it's hard to kind of, yeah. A mat, like I don't, yeah, it's hard to kind of imagine what you're actually saying. Like you're saying bring it, but you're not talking. So, I mean, I'd love to, like, I'd love to talk more about this. It's like I've been to, uh, very... like, I, I don't know, I don't know how else to say it, but it's like sex classes, right? Right. And I've went with Kate and I've also gone through some stuff with myself. So, but not like, not people in person. We're not having sex, right, right? In the room. So think about like taking a marketing class. This is a sexual energy class type thing is what we went through. Mm -hmm. And it was, yeah, it was why, I mean, we could do a whole call on this. I'm happy to dive more yeah. into this stuff. But it's like on, just think about, a great way to, is like think about sitting in a restaurant and you see somebody that you're attracted to or just anyone, right? Not even attracted to this other person. And And it's like, okay, how can I rise my power in my body, but reflective of this other person and encouragement hmm. in this way? I don't know if I'm describing this good, but <laughs> it, it's like, I think of Lizzo, right? I follow Lizzo on Instagram. Okay. And she like posts photos of her in like thong bikinis and stuff, right? Yeah. And so I'm just like, she is transmitting energy to me through Instagram. Right. And so I could be re re receive it because a lot of times, like with women come at a man with like tremendous amounts of sexual energy, it's like turned off and they shut right. down. Right. They can't handle it. Right. And so, right. but then there's also the re other receptor part of it where men, we think, we think, I learned this on the Glennon Doyle podcast the other day. There's a great episode for dudes in here. Like we're talking about this masculine feminine energy stuff and we could dive into this more. But if, if you listen to the Glennon Doyle episode about um, it's called we can do hard things and there's literally an episode that they talk about sex. It dives detailed into kind of what we're talking about here it was very eye opening for me, but they were explaining how men think a lot of they were talking about sex stuff about in their head first and then they transmit it into our body. Mm. And most women like it's like 75 to 85% have to get in their body first to get to their head. Mm. So like guys walk around and see like a boob and be like, okay, I want to have sex with that person right now. Right. And we immediately go there, but it, we have to get into our body. And so we're already having sex with someone as we're walking down the street. It's like a visual <laughs> type thing, or it's like a breeze blows in the wind and it like goes up our pants and we're like, oh my God, you know, type thing. <laughs> but for, they were explaining for women in their experience. 
And mm-hmm. I mean, I've had conversations with people about this before. They have to feel it first. And then they're like, oh, I should, I'm interested in having sex now type thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what it was a little bit of that experience in this room. We need to get, the, we need to, this is a topic. This is definitely, yeah, this is good. Sorry. This, that was like a lead into the future. Episodes. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. Stick around with us. We'll, we'll bring, <laughs> we'll bring sex. We'll bring <laughs> tantric yeah. things. Uh, it'll be good. Uh, but no, I mean, definitely sounds interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, I feel like I have so much to add to that. Just like transitioning from being a lesbian to being a, you know, I don't identify as a straight man, but people read as a straight man. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a whole, there's a whole thing in there. Um, so what do you think? Like, wh- I had a really How's good relate to our fathers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good transition. Well, I actually had a good dad joke in there. Cause I was going to ask you if it was wild and so wild. And as you said, it was wild. Isn't it John Wildland? Wildin? Yeah, that's actually, it's Wineland. So Wineland. like wine, W-I-N-L-E. Yeah, Wineland, yeah. Wild. Gotcha. That was good, though. Was that was a good dad joke. I know. I couldn't get it in there, you know? Like, I feel like if we were yeah. in person, it would, I'd be able to It would have flowed. But, yeah, but now it's just pointless. Uh, yeah, it was just a crazy experience. And it was cool to see, because the all, not, basically they broke it up into like a men's group and then a women's group not everyone had like masculine dominant energy in the men some mm-hmm. of them were feminine dominant etc but they the responsiveness of the women in they were just like it's so great to see dudes showing up to do the work so that was pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah it was like yeah. to see that and also guys and the energy is so different you know like the women are just on camera even before we even starting this they're just like moving around and they're just it's just like the the feminine chaos that's there mm-hmm. they're out there and the guys were all very stoic kind of rocks right and we're just listening attentively not moving because they're (laughs) like if you're fidgeting you're out of your masculine energy you know if you're playing with things you're out of your masculine energy Mm. and so they said the women were just like this energy is so different than it was just like a group of women in this environment that's so interesting Uh, it's so so interesting fascinating well, we're gonna so. we're gonna get some uh, women on this podcast too, because I think that bringing bringing both of those energies together are gonna be a much a very different kind of podcast. I'm excited to bring some people on here, no matter how they identify. Right? Um, yeah, exactly. So, fathers, I mean, you know, here we go. I mean, this is it. So, not quite daddy issues but mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of daddy issues well and- <laughs> i'll ask first let's start off with our own a little bit of our journey of fatherhood and how that yeah. plays into like our own dads and what is it for you at this stage right antler is what three gonna be three yeah my gonna be th- all of three almost three what um do you have exam like you being a dad showing up? Do you have mm-hmm. friends that you talk to about fatherhood? Do you look to your own father as this example? Who are kind of some of your like? Wh- how are you crafting the path for Aiden to be a dad? Great question. Well, you're like the only person I really talk about fatherhood because I don't have that many friends that are fathers. Um, so you're my guy. Um, and then. How am I crafting it? You know, I always say this, you know, honestly, what I usually say is like, 
you know, my dad taught me how to be a dad, but not by, not by being an example, by being the lack of an example. So it's like the things I learned was like, okay, what I'm not going to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a lot of just, you know, not giving space for emotion. Um, and so my parents are divorced, shared custody. I saw my dad every other weekend. Um, when did got, they get divorced? I was three and they, he got remarried, you know, within a year or two, um, I'd have to X and know exactly how long to another woman who had her own kids and he moved into their house. Um, so I, you know, there's a lot of comparison of those kids to, uh, to me and my brothers. Um, and so again, like, I think it's more of how I learned how to be a dad by what I saw people not doing more than what I saw people doing. I was like, okay, this is what I, I don't want my kid to feel this way. And then I would talk to other friends and their dads, you know, if they had shitty dads too, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that either. And I think just taking all the things I didn't want to be and re, you know, changing them into things I wanted to be was really the only way I saw being a dad. Cause I think I have to, you know, to remind everyone, not that you need the reminder, but I was going to be a mom for the first 22 years of my life. Mm. Um, I don't know if I was ever going to birth a baby. That wasn't, I wasn't against it, but I wasn't like excited for it. I was like, oh my God, I want to have this baby. It was like, I want to have a family. And I, that might be one of the ways it has to happen. Um, and so I, you know, I think I always had that masculine energy though. I was going to be that like mom that was kind of a dad pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's how I learned, not by example or anything. And is there support inside the trans community? like? for fathers so there's support but it's mostly for fathers who decide to give birth so that seems to be the bigger like where there's a like first of all it's very small so compared to everything else no there's no (laughs) there's no support but when you really dive into the community there are small like lifelines of support for different you know uh intersections of within the grander community and most of it is for fathers who give birth, not necessarily fathers who don't. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, that, that's one of the reasons I share a lot of my journey and have shared and continue to share because it's like that, like there's no examples out there and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but shit, I'm, I'm something. So, you know, if, if you like what I do, do it. If you don't like what I do, then do the opposite. Yeah, that's good. What about you? Who are you emulating? <laughs> I'm perfect, dude. I don't fucking emulate anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Um, as my kid yesterday, like, made me a drawing because I was just, I was, I had like 24 hour period. I was just irritated with my kids. I'm like, just leave me alone. Don't <laughs> talk to me. Everything they were doing, I was just like irritated by. You know, and she's like, here, I made you this. Why are you still mad? And I was like, oh, okay. It's like, thanks, Penelope. Um, So for my, I would say, just like modern day, like at this moment, is I talk to, I don't actually, 
a lot of conversations are not in depth about how's it going being a dad? Like what's mm. up with, you know, it's like, what can you do better at parenting? Mm. Um, a lot of that's self-reflective. And I notice it when I'm ir- like the, the example I just gave, like two days of 24 hour being irritated or our Penelope had a really hard time transitioning when we spent six months in Florida earlier in 2021. And then she just really had a hard time and she would have these huge emotional meltdowns and I couldn't deal with it. I was like, I got to get out of here. Like I can't Kate, you got to go in. And then Mm -hmm. one day I was like, I am a 38 year old grown ass man. Like, why can I not listen to a five-year-old for five minutes cry and like scream? Mm -hmm. What is happening? So one day she was doing it and I'm just laying in bed and be like, I'm 38 years old. I can handle it. You know, I'd be closing my eyes, giving myself a pep talk. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I'm 38 years old. She's five. I'm 38 years old. She's five. And I just went on for like three minutes. And then finally I was like, okay, pick her up. And so I just picked Mm. her up and then I held her and then she started to calm down. Mm. But I'm noticing though, it's like a lot of self-reflection for myself and not sometimes I beat myself about it, but not a lot. Um, I think, when I'm together with a group of men, mm-hmm. there is some topics about fatherhood. I really position it at like a 51% awesome and 49% sucks. I really do the 51 49. Cause if it was mm-hmm. reverse, like 40, 51 sucks and 49 is awesome. There was no way we would survive. Right. So at least I give myself a little bit more credit. You know, <laughs> when people are like, it's not that bad. I'm like, well, yeah, kind of is, you know, in some ways. Right. So I'm really on that. That you kind of are person? the most honest dad that I have talked to about how sucky it is. Cause it, you, yeah, like usually it is just like, oh yeah, but it's all it's all worth it. It's all it's worth it, right? Isn't it? Yeah, worth it? I just like I call BS on so much of the yeah. stuff that's out there, and I can see why people are disengaged with their kids. Oh like, yeah, it is hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. To be an active, enrolled parent in my child's life is really hard. Like right now, I'm in a place of business that is in massive flow. Like I could work 12 hours a day, mm. nonstop. And I'm like, and all I want to do is like work, go get some food, get some exercise and come back. Cause I'm like in this flow state that's happening. Mm. And my kids are really disrupting that. Like they are <laughs> impeding my flow state, right? So it's like, I don't have anybody... Um, I say with friends, like I'm getting together with a group of guys next week. There's like three of us. I guarantee we're going to have some parenting stuff that comes up there. Right. You know, but I wouldn't, there's talking to you. There is more, um, I don't have like a go to like, yo, this is what's up. Mm-hmm. And just as I would say precedent of why this topic even came up in the beginning, I should have said that before I asked you the original question is I've noticed a lot of, especially men in the entrepreneurial space. Sorry, I have such a hard time saying that word. But business owners there who go. either work with their <laughs> wives or or their partners who are women that identify mm-hmm. as women or female that are more take more of a parenting role. This mm. is so instead of the traditional where the woman you know does the household that kind of like how our our fathers grew up etc and our grandfathers mm-hmm. where it's more modern and day where men are having more active role there's not a lot of resources to be like i feel like i'm alone here and this is really challenging in this way of being kind of the primary parent person mm-hmm. and because that's the way it's pretty much for a lot of my relationship with kate and our two kids like 
many ways now it's kind of ebb and flowed over time but for a lot of the time i've been more of the go-to parent person you know to to caretake for our kids Mm. and so noticing that men kind of feel a little bit of alone in this place because as we're going to share it's like our own experiences like my dad doesn't know what i'm going through you know and what this is like so we don't have somebody to fall back on yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I am not the sole or like main caretaker and that's cause I just couldn't do it. Like I'm real, I feel yeah. very confident and I feel like when I'm with Antler, I'm really good and I'm pretty good at like, cause I work from home so I can hear the escalation and I'm good at catching on and being like, okay, I need to stop this escalation and like calm it down. Um, so I'm really good at like being present with him. But like for long stretches of time is not where I like I'm good at putting out fires and calming everyone down, but then I really can't do long term. So Mm -hmm. and I just know that. And I'm like, I love him and I'm like could not spend all day with him. At least not for time after time after time. I just I just couldn't do it. Um it's like two days max for right. Right. Like I'm pretty burnt out by the end, even at one day. And I I think that's okay. You know, there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of guilt, especially in the mother community. I've had a lot of conversations with Kate about it. I'm not going to speak to that, but just reflection from my own wife. Um, But it, there's just a lot of, you know, it's like, if I don't have quantity time, I'm not being a good Mm. parent. I'm not being a good father. And I think there's more of that in 2021 than there was in like, let's say 1980. Right. Yeah. I suffer a lot from that. Like I'm, yeah. constantly feeling like you're not spending enough time. Why are you at the gym? You should be home before he goes to camp. You should be doing this. Like, um, just, you know, if, if Jaylee and I have a schedule of putting him to bed and some days I'm like, Hey, like, is it cool if you take on tonight? And then I always feel guilty and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you don't even have time to like put your fucking kid to bed. Like what type of dad are you? Um, and I think that plays into just my, like my dad's role in my life, how I was fathered, which was just like, it was like I got picked up at six o'clock on Friday and I got dropped off at six o'clock on Sunday. That was, Mm. that was it. Like it was to the T like you, you know, I knew what to expect and that was the only. So say that again, you got picked up at six o'clock on Friday and dropped off at six o'clock on Sunday. Every other 48 hours. Yeah. Every other weekend. Yeah. It was about four, four between four and six days a week. A month, sorry, four and six, depending on how many weeks are in the month, right? So between four and six, or let's just do it. There's 52 weeks in a year, so 26 of them. So 40, what is that, 52? So 52 mm-hmm. days I would spend with him. Um, and then holidays, we do half days. Half Out of 365. Yeah, yep. So I that? mean, I don't even know. not a lot. <laughs> 62, you said? Well, I'm doing the math. So if there's 52 weeks, it's less than 20% of the year. Yeah. So less than 20% of the year. And then we'd go out to dinner every week for about an hour and a half. It'd be one day out of the week that we would go like to McDonald's or. So we'll just average because half holidays, let's just say 20 to 25% of the year you spent with your dad. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, to me, it was like making sure that I was there with Antler is that was like one of the biggest things. And if I feel like I'm taking time 
in other ways that I should be like that guilt comes up. Cause I'm yes. like, well, I don't want to be like my dad where I couldn't find him unless it was a scheduled time. Right. Um, and so, and not even to put all the guilt on him, but like, you know, it was just, that was the reality for whatever reasons, core, my mom, like whatever issues were, that's what the reality was like the facts. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's why I'm very, I have all of that comes from my father ing, right. Me being fathered. And I know for a fact that my papa, so his dad worked all the time would like go, you know, he was in the Navy. So he was gone for periods of time. Like, so I think probably to my dad, he probably was doing pretty good compared mm -hmm. to his dad. Right. Um, and so, you know, that generational expectation is really interesting. And I actually want you to bring up what you told me earlier today before we had this conversation. Cause like I wars like, and stuff. Yeah. Like that yeah. I've, I've heard it, but it really hit me. So yeah. Like say that. Yeah. I think there's this, and I'll also state before we kind of dive in, cause this can be a very sensitive topic for people. Right. And a lot right. of it could be looked at, be like, Oh, these are just two men complaining about their upbringing or their parents. Mm -hmm. Right. There is a responsibility as an adult to take care of your own crap. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I heard Gary Vaynerchuk, who I followed business wise for years about say one day is like, you can complain about your parents till you're 18. Once you're 18, you're no longer allowed to complain about them. Right. <laughs> it's like, appreciate them for what they did for you, whether they were there or not. You know, they did, you know, there was two active, there's two people that brought you into the plant in the world. Right. So it's, it's to just, it's to recognize. So I've always, I always chuckled at that because that was funny, but it is noticing there are patterns and habits that we inherit. Right. right. And so it's recognizing those. And that's not, you know, I know my parents did the best that they knew how to do at the time, mm -hmm. right. That they went through, could they have done better? Probably. Right. But there's also like, that's not my job as a 38 year old man is to be like, okay, mom and dad, it's time for you to fix your shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, my job is to take care of Mike to fix my stuff so I can fully show up. Yeah. What I realized is that you know, it's not just I realized, but I started seeing what Aiden is referring to is, so if we take it back a couple generations, so I was born in 1982. My dad, I think, was born in the 60s. I don't even know. But it's like, he was born before me, and then his father was born before him, and then my his father was born before that. There was a lot of wars in the middle of that, where people, you know, World War World War One, World War Two. You know, like Korean War, Vietnam, like all of these wars were out there, right? So a lot of men would grow up, become fathers, get married, go off to war and die, mm. right? And so we didn't have, or if you come back in the case of also business, right? As growing up is like your father would go to work, be the boss of 25 people at work or have this amazing business career. And then you come to the household and you're not the boss. <laughs> like, I know they say it's like the man's house, blah, blah, blah. It's a bunch of BS, right? It's like, you're like, if the mother, in my case, like my upbringing was like, my dad would go away, travel a lot, come back. And he'd feel like, how do I fit into this? I don't mm. know this exactly, but this is my interpretation, right? It's like, I don't know how to fit into here. So you're overcompensating for the loss of power, let's call it, where you have that in work or it, in the military or in a career, 
and then you try to reintegrate that into a family life that's running like an oiled machine while you're mm -hmm. gone. And then you don't, you're like, how do I fit in? I don't know. So I think we've, it's also noticing where, what habits and traits am I inheriting as a dad? What was my dad's father like, right? Mm -hmm. What was his father like? Maybe his father died at war serving the country, mm -hmm. right? And so, or serving in the military, you know, wherever that is around the world where, cause I know there's a lot of militaries that people serve in. Right. So, and then there was a draft situation that mm -hmm. took place. As, and I mean, even immigration, right. Being yep. here in the States. So like my great grandparents came from like fleeing Italy and Ireland to come to the U S for whatever promises they were made, you know, as you know, um, you know, so yeah. What did they like? Maybe it wasn't a war. Maybe it was a war. Maybe it was right. fleeing a, a country, to, a different country, right? To like save yeah. your family and like come here with nothing, so to speak, or like five bucks or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. So keep going. Yeah. No, I think it's really because it's like I'm watching uh, like Cocaine Cowboys on Netflix uh, right now. Yeah. Yeah. That was all about the cocaine that was brought to Miami. And it's like these people were fleeing Colombia to come here mm -hmm. right to like and they wanted to like get some stuff right so they started selling you know it's like we don't and it's not like their parents were selling cocaine before they showed up to columbia no they were dealing with like tragic situation in columbia to get out right right so it's like there's a lot that i just think of it even as a marriage or a partnership where we like think like a marriage and it's all so hunky-dory and it's so easy Right. Mm. But like there's so much baggage that comes from two people into that. And I think we as we honor like fathers and doing that for each other, because there is this thing, there's this narrative that runs around where I was walking around the airport with the kids mm. and Kate was where did Kate go? Oh, I had to go. Kate's global entry expired. So she has to go through the regular security line. I have pre, I have TSA pre-checked. I get to go through this fast one so i take the girls through recently we just went to buffalo a couple weeks ago so i take the girls through everybody's like moving things out of the way for me they're helping with my <laughs> kids or helping me with this and i'm like this is so relaxing you know everybody <laughs> sees a dad and two kids and they're like let me roll out the golden red carpet for you yeah. walking through right and then kate's like yeah they see a mom and they're like why aren't you going fast enough Right? right. So it's the cultural program that exists there to be like, oh my God, he's so, he's taking care of that. He's babysitting. Even the language we use around fathers and kids are like, he's babysitting his kids. It's like, nope, these are my children. Like, I'm right. watching my own children. Just like, so it's just like the language that we're using. But I think with everybody, like my parents didn't go, they didn't serve in the military. Mm. My one grandfather did. Mm -hmm. Um, but he says he didn't actually, he was in world, 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 oh my God, in language, the world war two war, <laughs> but he was like, I was just on a ship, you know, and I barely, I showed up when it was over. So he right. downplays his own experience when he was there. <laughs> right. And I don't know. I've actually never asked my mother because I don't know if it was before my mom was born or after, but I never asked her that question to be like, what was that like, mm -hmm. you know, experience? Well, it makes me think about the generational gap right too because i think now more dads are like exactly what you said like i'm not fucking babysitting these are my kids like this isn't i'm not a babysitter right like or you know 
I think that is definitely more of today's world, right? Like yeah. wanting to like, oh, like, let me change their diaper and let me, you know, like my dad once shared a story of how like, you know, he used to, and he's, he, it's nice to hear that his growth, cause he's like, I can, he feels like a shame about this now. He's like, yeah, I used to like, I used to laugh at other guys who would be pushing the stroller when they were walking. A guy would be like, he's like, I've, I, I don't think I, I wouldn't know for sure, but I think at least with his first two kids, I don't know about me because he was a little older, but like, I don't think he ever pushed a fucking stroller. Cause like, he's like, I used to literally laugh and be like, you're, you're pushing the stroller, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. You're walking through the park, pushing the stroller. Okay. Uh huh. No, it's fine. You know, like that whole, that whole thing. Um, and I can only imagine what his dad probably never changed a damn diaper. Yeah. Right. I mean, probably like, and I, and I always think about how even now it's like a lot of fathers I talk to are like, oh, yeah, so we've got like, you know, when their um, partner is birthing, right? They're just like, oh, man, yeah, we've got our birth plan and we're going to the, the we've got this and we're going to the this. And like you used to just hear about Lamaze class, but that yep. I don't think you even really hear about that anymore. Now there's like birthing, prepping and this birthing from within there's yeah. 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 And so um, you hear about that now. And I just think back to like not too long ago, like just a couple of decades ago, like, you know, guys were just like smoking their cigar or waiting at the bar for the bar, for the mom, like the family to call the bar so that they can take like a shot with their friends when the baby's right. born, Correct. <laughs> you know, and just this complete disassociation to the most amazing, I, what I will speak for myself, like the most amazing and one of the really big slaps in the face of like how powerful my wife is by birthing this human, right? Um, yep. And just disassociating from that. And I think, you know, so it's just interesting to think about the dads now who are like into the birth plan as opposed to my dad, which I think he was at the birth, but I would, I would take a good shot saying that his dad was not at his birth like yeah i've actually never asked my parents about our births mm. that'd be interesting yeah like, was my dad there i don't know yeah i know he left two weeks after i was born to go on like a business trip mm. that my mom brings up but like <laughs> i don't know if he was there I yeah mean, he might i mean it's, it's it's such and i don't know any dads now that wouldn't want to be there if they're not there, it's like if they're on a business trip, they're like flying home. Like right. the only like if they're not there, it's because it was like the baby just popped out. You know what I mean? And I yep. couldn't get home in time, or I was on a business trip farther away where I couldn't just get in a plane in a few hours and get there. Right. Um, and so yeah, I mean, it's just it's really interesting. So now we have all these dads who want to show up, and I feel like most of it is because I think a lot of men are trying our best. It's messy, but we're trying to show up in general as better men. And mm. part of that is being a part of our kids' lives, so us who choose to have or are lucky enough yep. to be able to have a kid. And where do we look to find? Yeah, because it's what comes to mind is something I just saw over the last week, you know, because there's also cultural you know, stuff that happens, right? And so I think we have to, as men, we have to hold other men accountable in this way. Like I watched an interview recently with Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. He's had now seven children with four different women, mm-hmm. and he literally had twins. And then a couple weeks later, he had a, another baby with another woman, mm. right at the same time. So he had three kids within like four weeks of each other. 
and he's on there. Good thing he has were, a lot of money. <laughs> they were on. That's the thing. Is like in Little Wayne's the same situation, right? These rappers, right? And so it's he was on there, and they were joking on the Breakfast Club. They said NC stands for like Nick Cannon. That stands for no condom. Like nobody knows. And he was trying to explain to them on the episode how he. Sometimes you become basically I'm going to summarize, but it's like I become, you know, in the beginning when you meet somebody, you're wrapping it up, you're protecting, you're like making sure things are good. But as you become more comfortable with a woman, you know, sometimes those condoms just kind of roll off the situation. And it's just like Mm -hmm. that is you're like a 40 year old dude. That's just, you know, you make it sound like you turned into a 15 year old teenager there in a second. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you know how babies are made. Like it's pretty, it's pretty obvious, right? So it's like, we have to take, we have to hold other people. And one of the biggest things in the comments that I saw was from a lot of women on YouTube in this situation was like, why are these people on the breakfast club, not holding Nick Cannon accountable in that moment? Mm. Right. Because it's, and it's, they do this all the time to their guests. I watch the breakfast club a lot, so I really like it, but it was just an example that I, that came to mind when you were talking about this where it's what was Nick Cannon's upbringing like from mm. his father? What was that like? And then what does he look at fatherhood as now? Cause now it's really chat. Now you're pulled with seven kids in four different families, mm-hmm. right? Like this is going to be complicated. And so what does that look like as well? Like, I don't have, I don't know. I don't have an answer to it, but it's, it's also like, how am I learning about that? Like, do I look at that? that that's acceptable. I don't so, know. Right. So how do you how do you hold someone accountable without judging right that, right? So well, it's like the response okay. not judging him as seven women, seven kids with four women, right? But right. It's judging his response and irresponsibility of like not, you know, it basically hit what it was the response was around the way he was explaining like how condoms all of a sudden don't appear in oh, the gotcha. middle of sexual encounters. So now he's having all these kids with these different women type thing. Right. 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 And so they were, I think it was that aspect of the responsibility. Hmm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like most guys that I talk to or like when I hear guys talk, they're like, we don't use condoms. Like they're, Some they're really, don't. they're not yeah. as common as you think. I still do. Cause I don't want another kid. <laughs> right. Well, it's I mean, like, if you don't you want another cannot... kid, why don't you just get surgery? Why if you're you playing a... dumb in this day and age, you're the dummy. Why right? don't you like, I don't know how kids are made. It. It's like, nope. It's an accident. The ad, my favorite thing is, this is totally judgmental, accidental pregnancy, right? It's like, no, you know how babies are made. Like, if you're having sex, the, the chance of having, right? Because yeah, I've had, we have a 20-year difference between a friend and his brother. He had a visectomy mm. 20 years before, right? Grew back. Oh, there. and still had a baby. So you can have surgeries, right? And it's a potential whether that the woman has her tubes tied or the man has a visectomy, right? Mm-hmm. But there are complications and issues that run into both of those. So mm. it is a, I think it's a, a going in with a, a conscious decision about what to do. And so those possibilities are there for both parties. And I mean, I think also like, you know, we There's don't- also religious factors into this. I think it also depends on what, yes. And I think it also depends on what you value. So like if you came with a poor ass dad who was just dirt poor and barely did anything for your family in a financial and a physical way, 
then like having a bunch of kids, but having a bunch of money might be like, I'm doing great with my kids. Right. Like they don't have to worry about shit. They get like, they've got all the nice clothes. They've got all the food they could ever need. They probably would never even need to work a day in their own lives if they don't mm-hmm. want to, or I will just hire them. They can work for me, put them on the payroll, <laughs> you know? Like, so I feel like on some level it's like, yeah, like maybe, you know, as you said, like culturally and also just independent, like how you were fathered. Right. So just, Mm -hmm. so like, you know, if you are a father right now and you're listening, just like, how are you, what is your standard of fatherhood? Where, where, cause like, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just going to say like, you know, just questioning that, like, where's your standard of fatherhood? What is valuable to me? So like for me, money is not super valuable, but time is Mm -hmm. right. And it's like, you know, I was lower middle class, you know, you know, I I have no stories luckily in my life and privileged enough in my life where it was like, what are we going to eat? I had stories where it was like my, I'd turn the TV out. My mom would be like, well, you know, you know, go play outside. Right. Cause like she didn't pay the cable bill. Right. But it was never like, or it'd be like the oil would run out of heat and she'd be like, just put on some sweaters. You'll be fine. Right. But it was never like, I don't have food on the table Mm -hmm. or a roof over my house. So luckily I never had to worry about anything like that. Um, So I think money wasn't necessarily always the big driving factor was like, well, my dad's not here. Where is he? So, um, so yeah. So just talking about what you value and how, how that's going to reflect how you show up. Yeah. I think it's great. Cause it's also like how, do I want to be as a dad, right? Like I don't want to have seven children with four different women. That's not, I'm, I'm exhausted with two mm-hmm. kids with the same woman. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know like my value is not, it's a, bringing so, it back to, for me to be like, what do I actually want? Right. And how do I want to show up to them? And yeah. so for them, I think for me, it was more of the time perspective, but also realizing like, I don't have to spend every hour of every week with them. Because mm-hmm. there's also other things that I like to do. So how can I show up in the best way where we're con- we can have a connection and have fun? Mm-hmm. And as we watched in Ted Lasso last night, they just said, they were joking where, I love this show. But they were just basically was like, the kid doesn't care what they're doing. They just want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so I, it's such a great perspective shift. Where it's like, yeah, my kids just, even I went to pick up food the other day and they're like, yeah, I'll come with you. And I was like, you're going to sit in the car for 45 minutes. Great. And they were just there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just in the back of the car, in the car seat. We yeah. barely had any interaction. We just listened to music the whole, you know, and, but they were just wanted to be around. Yeah. They were so, dead. And I, yeah. So can I ask you a question? Sure. Why do you tend to mention with four different women when you talk about Nick Cannon? Cause that seems to be the more emphasis. Like you say seven kids with four different women. Like you put more of an emphasis mm. on the amount of women than necessarily the amount of kids. But then you say, but then you really focus on the kid aspect. So I don't know. I just, well, the whole thing it. sounds exhausting with me. I don't <laughs> even know I was doing it. Right. Just like having four women to manage time and energy with kids. Right. I it's like, that sounds exhausting. Okay. So I think I I, what I the judgment that comes is like a lack of to me. This is total judgmental, but it's a lack of responsibility Mm. as a man. Mm. Because as far as protection, right? Like it's your responsibility to protect 
Because also, I mean, it's affecting the women involved too. I mean, it's affecting him. Yes. Right. And like, you it's know. affecting him, the kids, and also the women involved. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So and I think it's I, like to, and I think what happened was is watching the video of him trying to explain it. Yeah. It's almost like he was trying to get out of personal responsibility in a way. Uh, okay. I'll have to watch it because yeah, I, I didn't watch. So I I'm can just send kind it of, to you. I'm taking. But yeah, it I didn't even you. notice I was doing that, but that's right. interesting. I mean, that's well, the only thing I could think about is like. Yeah, it's. I think it's just a count. Now, whatever. Like he's got a lot of money. He's very successful. I'm sure they're right. going to work it all out. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't know him, and I don't know any of these women. Mm-hmm. So it's the, from that perspective. But just from my, it, when I look at it myself, it sounds exhausting, <laughs> and it sounds right. like I'm not taking. It, it, for me, if I was, if I put myself in those type of shoes, like I let kind of myself down to show up for the people that are already a part of my life in the fullest way that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Cause now my energy is distracted by kind of four different, it's like four different families. Yeah. Um, so I mean, again, way. the value, the value system, like you value, yes. right. And I think also it's important for us to recognize, like we're both two white guys. We came up yep. in white American culture and you know, you know, I think that there is a lot of stereotypes that come when you look at other cultures that are not your own. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, again, like we mentioned earlier, like, what is your culture? Like, where are you coming from? What is your masculinity revolved around? Right. So like I'm Italian and Irish. So it's like God and like, you know, being like, you know, fuck out of here kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I'm a dude, you know, this is how it goes. Like, you know, correct. um, So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, like, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. what? What? like Como the other day saying his issues that he had, uh, he's like, oh, it's Italian. It's right. like, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's your yeah. excuse. Got yeah. it. Yeah. All right. He's like, I'm not inappropriate. I'm just Italian or whatever he said. Yeah. Yeah. That was you like, know. okay, well, that's how we. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and I mean, whether or not it's true, it's still fucking inappropriate. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> like right. it just yeah. doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, so just kind of bringing that up. So, Mike, I have a question for you. I want to play a game. You want to play this game? All right. Sure. Okay. Uh, so I want you to pick um, two father figures in that are not your own, like that are uh, or rather media figures, right? So like TV shows, movies, um, and we can even go far as like music or like writers. I mean, it'd be more fun if we just stuck to TVs and movies. So I want you to pick your favorite father figure. Like who would you want to have as a dad and who would you not want to have as a dad? Wow. You should have definitely given me some time. I'm really bad at games <laughs> like this. Oh no. Um, okay. Cause I have to think it's. It, who, we're not holding it to you. We're not holding it to you. You could change your mind. You could think of other yep. things. Let me see. Father figures in the media or just in. Well, I would say as a, yeah. What first come to mind is like Bob Saget and Michael Jordan. Okay. Because because of the fact, I think that's also because that's been the most influential in my life from when I was a young kid. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but the one was like, I don't know the person's name. So he just, he told me, he gave me a piece of advice that I've followed since then. So I, mm. this guy, he's not a famous person, okay. but it was a, the guy that stuck out the most to me was this person I met and he had four kids. Mm-hmm. And I think I shared this on one of our previous episodes, but 
it was, what is your relationship? Cause you have good relationship with your kids. Like, how do you keep that? And then he goes, I'm not here. I don't take the perspective of teaching my kids anything really I'm here to learn from them. Hmm. And so that I was kind of what has stuck by me since I became a dad. So you want that guy uh, to be your dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He What's his name? Great. Let's pick. I don't know his him. name. That's the problem. Well, pick something. I don't know. Um, what do you something. think his name is? This is good marketing copy. George. George. Okay, great. George is what comes to mind. George is your dad. What I would not want as a dad is Nick Cannon. We'll go to that. Put to <laughs> okay. that. I guess that's why it's so like there's a little trigger that happens there. Okay, yeah. Because I feel like that would be a lot of um, like disconnect. Like I wouldn't see him, you know, or I would feel the mm-hmm. lack of not getting the quality time that I probably am giving my children. And you would read in the newspaper, like you would watch this Breakfast Club thing. I mean, um, <laughs> Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, so yeah. I think it's interesting because I've thought about that with Antler because, you know, I do interviews and I'll continue to do these interviews on fatherhood and what is he going to see and what is he going to, you know, the comments, what are people going to comment and you know what I mean? Um, and will that affect our relationship because he's seeing it from, you know, this edited copied version of whatever show I'm on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Cause it's like, who knows what even else was said in that conversation in the breakfast club. Like maybe the cameras came off and he was like, you know, and I spend all this time with them or I make sure right. that they all live in the same city so I can visit them all. Like we don't know what is after that. And I think no. also culturally, like as man culture, you know um, it's like cool to sleep around. Right. It's like, yeah, hundred percent. And it shows that you're like a real man. Like I didn't just knock, like I didn't get one girl. I got four. I got seven right. kids. That's how good these babies work. You know That's what I right. mean? <laughs> That's right. Cause we, he one. also gets praise for the women that he's with. Right. I've, right. I've, I've followed Nick Hannah for a while. So it's like, I've, he also gets a lot of praise for all the women that he's been with. Mm-hmm. So it's as this weird, like yeah. ego thing. Yeah. As do any guy who's any guy. With a lot of women or, or has yeah. a, per, you know, per, has a perceived notion that like, oh, that guy Correct. definitely like gets her. Yeah. Know. Like even Wilt Chamberlain slept with 10,000 women. That's how do you know that number? That's what the, that's the rumor going around. Right. Like as, as the basketball star, right. How that's many what you years hear. in a row or are they counting like, oh, well he had like sex with like three women at once seven women three? at a time yeah is that like right? how he's ranking it up just like 10 yeah, at a time know. just knocks them i don't out. like that's a lot of women right you know so right it's a lot of but time there's, that's commitment. a rumor that's a that's commitment yeah 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 it's a it lot also of sounds like maybe an addiction of some kind. even elvis they talk about you know it's like at his life so yeah uh you know what'd be an interesting dad is like um what's his name he was the soul I follow his son on Instagram. Now I can't remember the name. Soul Train guy. But he can't, he's like seems like a great guy. And I think his dad maybe was a cool dad. Now I can't. That was a great story. I can't even remember his name. Um, <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever thought about that. That's an interesting, what about you? Do you have, do you have two people? Yeah. So I think that, um, the dad I would want to have uh, actually is also a basketball player. So it's kind of interesting that you picked it back. Didn't you say Michael Jordan? Why Michael Jordan? Because I like that would be cool to be Michael Jordan's son. At least that's what I, <laughs> you know, thought growing up. 
Because Next time I'm, to- I'm totally telling you the game we're playing in the future. Because I feel like a thoughtful Mike has better answers than like it's way it's way yeah. now knowing you, you know on the now spot, like looking not good. yeah it was behind the this is an in depth comment <laughs> this is this the way my brain works is like it gives I need to let it marinate for a little yes. bit of like right, the require response. All right. I'm, um, I'm and I said Bob Saget just because we like watch so much, but also Carl Winslow. We just got done right. We've watched mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. a lot of Full House mm-hmm. in that way. But Bob Saget had more of the emotional, like nurturing aspect, which right. is kind of what I've been learning as a father. So I can see how that. But who I would not want. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, you two. What's your two? Um. So Dwayne Wade, basketball player. As he a father. A, yeah, because he has a trans kid and he's just like super open about his masculinity yes. and he's, you know, he admits to his stuff. Like, that's what I like the most about him. Like, he really admits to his stuff and like says like, this would not be okay if I didn't do the work to mm-hmm. learn and explore and accept and challenge myself. So I feel like that. I'm just like, yeah, like you could be my dad. Like, let's talk about it. Like, let's just have long father son conversations about life. You know what I mean? Um, and yep. then the trans the trans piece like hits home, right? Um, and then when I think about who I wouldn't want to have as my dad, um, you know who actually comes to mind? The dad from uh oh no, why can't I remember? Wendy, Wendy's the girl that the boy's like in love with. It's like an older I watched it on Nick at Night, which, you know, um, The Wonder Years. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, okay. All right. So that dad, he was a dick. He was just like, a, like he was mad all the time. He like would come home and like need his his dinner like set up. People couldn't talk. He wanted to watch his TV at, at dinner. He had his drink like he would walk in and the mom would hand him like scotch on the rocks or whatever the yep. hell he would eat drink um and then like when he did show signs of affection it was just like he would just look and like do like a little smile and a head nod and that and like the whole episode would be like oh my god i got acceptance from my father and i'm just like that would traumatize me like i would be so i would have so many issues you know what mm, i mean um yes and Even every time what i came oh go ahead I would just say every time I would see him in the show, I would just be like, you suck. Like you just yes. are shitty. I don't like you. This is it. I'm going to make a start journaling this as I watch TV and now, but like the dad of this is us. Of, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guy drinking all the time, watching the shows, expecting his wife to take care of everything. I forget mm-hmm. Milo's what's his, his character's name that I can't remember I now. Jack. Um, but that, Jack, yeah, Jack's Jack. father, and this, this is us, is and then also even in Shameless, I only Never. watched like one season of Shameless because the dad was basically a drunk, uh, right? Yeah. He just and so the whole family revolved around taking care of him, right? Um, Never watched okay. Shameless, honestly. Yeah, I couldn't watch anymore. I was just like, I'm not into this. Yeah. Uh, what is one as we close out? Mm-hmm. What is one? I would say thing you're working on as a father one thing i'm working on as a father oh it's funny i just looked up i have a picture of my dad and my papa right there it's like i looked up looking at my papa's eyes he's like what are you working on um what am i working on as a father that's a great question Uh, i think like i 
think I try to balance my energies. Like, I think I try to balance, like, allowing... Okay, so allowing Antler to, like, be who he is without putting my stuff on him Mm. tends to be. Because I think I'm so traumatized um and not to use that word lightly in any sense like from my childhood of like being forced to wear clothes and expected to act certain ways and so i'm trying to give antler like all of this free reign to just do what he pleases and he does but it's so stereotypical (laughs) that i uh, i have to like be okay with it and i'm really working on that like he's just like a boy's boy's boy who wants to tumble all over you and play with his trucks and his cars and you know what i mean like Mm. you know he loves frozen so i'm always like let's watch frozen you know what i mean trying to like bring him into some of that like femininity um but without pushing it without being like you know we should do this. We should do that. Like, and le- letting him guide me. Cause I-, I will say it's like kind of a backwards. Cause I feel like maybe, or what I'm, what I've seen and perceived is like the dad being like, come on, let's go play. Let's go, let's go do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, be careful, like watch out. Oh, okay. Let's here. Why don't you explore this other thing you haven't explored? Um, and just trying to, yeah, just accept that he might just be some straight up dude when yeah. he's my age and that's fine and that's fine. So yeah. Not putting my shit on his plate. Yeah. I, I was driving in the car yesterday wishing I wasn't so let's call it quote unquote awake, you know, like to pay attention to changing things. I was like, I was sort of dumb and then I could just operate life without thinking about all these, all the things you just yeah. described or it's just yeah. like, I just want to move through the world and not have to worry. Cause once you start recognizing it, you're like, God, this is a, you know, it's like to keep, yeah, it's like constantly like self-improvement in that way. Yeah. Um, cool. I would say for me, it's trying not to be so grumpy. That's like the piece. <laughs> you do and have I'm, like a grumpy part of you. I do have a grumpy part and I have it. And I, what I've noticed it's, it's like try it's, you know, my kids get really excited about stuff and it's a lot of shutdown stuff. You know, and it's really, it's as I described earlier, it's like impeding my life. Like mm. you're bothering me, right? <laughs> so please stop bothering me. Just go I play. I love you. The, go sit yeah. over there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, go where all your toys are upstairs and leave me alone. But it, it's so, it's like for me, it's just, re- I think recognize even the show last night, just saying like the kids just want to be around you. And I'm like, oh, that's their problem. They just want to hang out with us. Mm. And that imp- that gets in the way mm-hmm. of what I want to do. Yeah. And so I think for me, it's been a constant practice, not just for my kids, but also my wife, but as a dad. It's just just showing up for them, you know, yeah. and, and when it is time, when they do come in the room and they come in and just want to hug, just be there, give them a hug, and then they'll go do their thing. You know, and I think that's what I'm just working really good on where I don't have to, Mm. I don't have to, I think a lot when we're having a baby, I have a, my PT is about to have a kid and I was like, shit, it's first one. I was like, it's going to be a ride, you know? And just, we were talking about buying baby stuff and how much baby stuff they have. I was like, yeah, when you're, you'll just throw, you'll spend money on everything just to try to get the problem to go away. 
Mm. You know, and I was like, that's such an American culture deal where it's because mm-hmm. in other countries, they don't have all this fancy things that we have. Right. No. And so for me, I would say to take that to a six year old, it's like, I don't have to throw money at it or find a solution that I, I have the solution and the, like, I'm the problem and the solution in a way. Mm-hmm. And so it's like recognizing just, just constantly checking myself in that place. But I think not being, which leads for me as grumpiness. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. So I'm going to challenge everyone to go to our Instagram page and I want you to leave your favorite, like, who do you want your dad to be? And who do you yeah. not want your dad to be? So that's like, good. Okay. So go to, uh, at the state of men on Instagram and leave, I'll have a very clear indicated post of what it, of which one comment below your favorite, like your father, ideal father, and your like least favorite. But Homer Simpson sounds like a, a someone I wouldn't want, or that other guy. Dennis from- Rodman. Oh, you're like into <laughs> bas- Like all your guys are like basketball players, or like into basketball. I don't even watch basketball, honestly. Uh, no, it's just like you know, I was a Chicago Bulls, like outside of Chicago, so it was all uh, that, right? Okay. And like right. the Rodman, the wild high time, side. yeah, the yeah. high time, high time. It was like comedians, hip hop basketball sports right like bo mm. jackson would be fun yeah mm. that's yeah yeah, yeah. there's anyway. a few years difference between us and i'll think about um who my two are maybe when the post goes up i'll comment below <laughs> you're gonna edit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna record something send it to me be like put this in during that time i talked <laughs> that was um, a good question though thanks for asking yeah of course all right everyone thanks for joining make sure um you leave a review on wherever you watch or watch or watch yeah if you watch if you're watching this hey what's up um listen and wherever you listen please go ahead leave a review that really helps us uh we appreciate you and we'll catch you in the next one